guys. Welcome to Courageous Wellness. My name is Erica Stein. And I'm Ellie French. And this is a podcast about individual journeys toward wellness and how to navigate it all. We were inspired to learn about the journeys of normal people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices, from physical to emotional to spiritual, to figure out what wellness means to them and what works for them. We aren't doctors or experts, just average ladies figuring out how to live our best lives while tackling topics all across the wellness spectrum. It takes courage to share these journeys, and by talking about them and sharing personal stories of real people, we aim to destigmatize the process. Join us as we in our community share our courageous wellness. Hi guys, welcome to this week's episode of Courageous Wellness. Today we are talking all things clean and green beauty. We speak with Danielle Hartnett Whitaker, a Yale graduate, actress, and beauty counter representative. We talk all about beauty counter, what it means to be a B Corp, non-toxic beauty products, and the most important items to keep clean in your beauty and skincare routine. We also get deep and discuss self-care and Danielle's own tools to combat fear and live in the now. We learned so much from Danielle, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Oh, hi guys, and welcome Danielle to our show today. Um, We're so excited to have you. Thank you. Yeah, and today we're going to be talking about beauty and clean beauty. Mm -hmm. Can you give us a little background on on just yourself, who you are, and how you came to be interested in this? Sure. I mean, uh, so I started my career as an actor, actually, so I've always been getting my makeup put on and had to pay a little attention to it. Um, but actually, the the way that I got into sort of learning about safer beauty was actually through caring about someone else, and that was the baby in my belly. Mm. So I hadn't really thought about the products that I was putting on my body um, until I thought that it was going to affect the health of my baby, mm. which is, I think, a really common theme with women. It's like the self-care doesn't, it happens last. Mm -hmm. So I came to caring about what I put on my own body through, through the indirect, (laughs) the indirect way. So basically when I was pregnant, I started thinking, oh, I better look at the ingredients and figure out what I'm putting on my body. Mm. And it started with sunscreen. For some reason, I had only thought about sunscreen a lot too, once I had my kids. Um, but then I realized, oh, there's also like the body lotion that I put all over my body mm-hmm. and the makeup that stays on, like sort of on top of your skin and the lipstick that you're ingesting. Um, so I've definitely always been a product junkie in a way, but I, I'm also like on all the days when I don't have auditions or like meetings or things, I'm very um, bare bones too, mm-hmm. usually. So I'm kind of both sides of it. Yeah. I find that happens sometimes as a performer. Like, I know when I'm so used to doing full makeup all the mm-hmm. time, I don't do it any <laughs> right. other time. Yeah, well, it's just, you know, yeah, it feels like it's the work thing. It feels yeah. like the skin wants to breathe, too. But then I remember I had an acting teacher, and then I've heard it, like, in other realms of business that, you know, if you're out and you're meeting people, it could be a casting director or for me now working in business, I could run into somebody. And if, if I'm saying like, yeah, I work, I work in beauty and skincare and I look like look crap. Like yeah. yeah. Then there's something to be said for that, but you know, mm. I'm pretty real. So, <laughs> so what was the first thing that you said you're pregnant 
and you started to become aware of what what you were putting on your body. Yeah. What like, was the first sort of realization of like, ooh, maybe some of this needs to change? Well, when when I heard that there were some things that I couldn't use, mm-hmm. I was like, something sort of clicked. Like, oh, so what I'm putting on my skin is getting to my baby. Oh, maybe it's getting to me. Wow. Yeah. And what does that what does that mean? You know, and then even if you're thinking about, oh, so I can't put something on my face. Oh, so everything I put on my face is getting to my whole body. I mean, it it totally makes sense. But we've sort of been trained, I think, especially as Americans, to sort of trust that we're being taken care of. Mm. I don't know if it's also like certain parenting styles or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) That that especially like sort of our generation was raised in, like being very well cared for in a certain way. Certain demographics I guess um but as people have started to realize it's not true in the food industry it's people are very well aware of needing to read labels and knowing that you can't trust what's on the bottle right to know and that you want to be you know eating real fruits and vegetables and like just the actual food as much as possible I think people have come a long way and people are aware of that but with products I think it's I mean, it's definitely happening, but it's taking people a lot longer to Mm -hmm. realize, like, okay, your skin absorbs stuff faster than your digestive tract. Mm -hmm. Your skin is your largest organ in your body. Right. Um, And so what you put on really does matter. And, you know, we can't control the entire environment. We're trying as best as we can, you know, given the given the current political climate. Mm -hmm. Um, But we can control what we're directly putting on. Mm. So, to me, I tell people, like, the first thing to think about is the stuff you put all over your body, sunscreen, body lotion, and then, like, lip stuff because mm-hmm. you're actually ingesting it. Mm. Um, but even men, you know, it's, like, it's not just a woman thing. Men yeah. use tons and tons of products. Yeah. And it's just, unfortunately, it's underregulated. Yeah, I was going to say, I've heard that the beauty industry is just very not regulated in the United States. And so I don't know if you can really speak to that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think you're thinking of maybe like tampons and and Mm. stuff like that, but it's, it's actually personal care products across the board. It's not just for women. It's also for, for men's products. Mm. The fact is there hasn't been a major law passed since 1938. I mean, FDR was president. So crazy. Yeah. So, so there have been a couple of bills that we've been able to, to like, get through. Like, recently there was a safer salon bill that was passed, like, for salon workers to not have to be around, you know, this stuff. Because, you know, it's really sad to think that they're with it for 10 hours a day. But still, those are products that you still don't want to have mm. even just available. So mm-hmm. we're still working. But at least for them, being around stuff for 10 hours a day, that law has been passed. But, um since 1938, like 80,000 new chemicals have been brought to market. And so those are completely unregulated except for um, 30 ingredients here in the U.S. Wow. And so, isn't it something like, I mean, I don't, you might know the actual statistic, but like in Europe, there are something like 1,500 that are banned. Yeah. Something in, in Europe, there's 1,400 that are banned. Okay. And, um, and here there are 30. Here there are 30. And That's I mean, so like, so companies like Beauty Counter with our Neverlist, mm. they ban 1,500. Wow. So, and then there are many ingredients under, under subsets. 
Yeah. So maybe you could tell us how did you find Beauty Counter and get involved with them as a company? Sure. Well, it was actually through through going nuts trying to find sunscreen for my kids mm-hmm. because every single time I would buy what I thought was like a safe sunscreen, it would be very annoying and either really thick and clowny on my kid or it would be like so sticky and thick. And so every time I was like reinventing the wheel because I never liked any of them. And I started seeing a friend of mine um, who had moved away sort of educating about some of this stuff that I've now told you guys about, like, Mm -hmm. you know, how unregulated the beauty industry is. The fact that, you know, there hasn't been a major law passed in 80 years, Mm -hmm. Um, that there's 80,000 chemicals and only 30 of them are banned here in the U.S. And as of two years ago, only 11 were banned. Mm, Wow. So, so we're like getting somewhere, but I mean, also fragrance is a term that is Mm. considered a trade secret. Oh. And so you can, companies can put fragrance on their labels and they can just put, they can put anything in the product. So another thing that I tell everybody to just really, really avoid is if you see fragrance listed on a product... Don't use it. Don't use it because it could be any number of thousands of things. Okay. It, it's just kind of a loophole that was put in because certain companies wanted to be able to like sort of keep their special scent. You know, unfortunately, like Chanel Number no. Five or whatever these like fancy perfumes. Yeah. They wanted. I mean, it, it makes sense sort of from a business standpoint. Let's keep this as our trade secret. We don't want somebody else to be able to perfectly copy it. Right. But then. Literally, other corporations have used that loophole so that they can put whatever they want in the products. So products, even there's companies that that will release products here in the U.S. that are only eliminating those 30 banned ingredients, and they and they they send products to the to the European Union, you know, to London or whatever or yeah. Paris that that have safer ingredients in them but it's more expensive so that they can sell them in those markets yeah that's really interesting so your friend who was already involved with beauty counter started educating you on this yes and so then did you say like oh this is sparking my interest because of my own personal you know situation with your kids and trying to find better products is that yeah of how that yeah so so I started buying this sunscreen, okay. and it kind of solved the problem for me because mm. I really liked the the sunscreen. Yeah. It didn't make my kid's face white, but I knew that it was safe, and I found this company that was, like, doing the homework for me mm. <laughs> where I wasn't, like, freaking out every time. Mm. And, like, for me and my schedule and the way I c- can obsess about things once I learn about it, it's a lot of pressure to find yeah. <laughs> the yeah. product for this, 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 and this. And I liked that I could trust them because I had learned through that that there were companies that I thought were really natural, but it's kind of called greenwashing where, Mm. like, they've been known as a company that's kind of green and good or it can say organic and only one product is actually – or one ingredient is Mm. actually organic. Mm -hmm. And you can't really trust all the products that company puts out. Right. And that's really disconcerting because you think about it like a friend – you trust them in all the instances, but no, you can't trust them in all the instances. So yeah. mm, That's so interesting. So it, it is, and I've heard too just that sunscreen is one of the most like toxic like yeah. products on the market. Yeah. Um, so it's amazing though that sunscreen brought you to this amazing company of totally. Beauty Counter. Can you tell us a little bit about Beauty Counter for yeah. those people who don't sure. know? 
Sure. So it was started by a woman CEO in Santa Monica. It's just about five years old, so we're just out of the startup phase. But um, Bono is an investor, and mm-hmm. a lot of incredible people are behind the company. It's a B Corp, which I don't know if you do. You guys know what a B Corp? Mm-hmm. So a B Corp is essentially a do-gooder company. Wow. And so not we don't just have we're not just like you know, rah, 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 big corporation with profit as the bottom line. There's people, planet, and profit. So every decision we make considers the environment, considers, you know, the social effects on people. So in order to qualify as a B Corp, you have to qualify every single year and you actually get a score. And this last year we got the highest we ever had. It's like close to the, close in like the 90s, like an A. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, but you can be a B Corp and be probably, I guess, just over 50. I'm not, and don't quote me on that. Mm. But basically, we have to, you know, from things like keeping the packaging sustainable or to the level, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the chemical and carbon footprint, having diverse executives, having female executives, like the, the number of them mm. and paying attention to all those different um, factors, mm. and that's how you qualify to be a B Corp. Mm. So another company that's a B Corp is Patagonia. Okay. So if you remember when they were doing work to help when the Native Americans were having some land rights issues and they were publicizing stuff about mm. that. Yeah. So these are the companies that I now realize, these are the companies that I want to support. You right. can vote with your dollars. If you're voting with your dollars with a corporation that is just a normal corporation, is not a B Corp, is not taking these things into consideration, Yeah, then you're kind of supporting, and those are the corporations that are supporting the politicians that... Right. Yeah, I mean, it's all connected, and it's, it's, it's nice that this exists now because it gives us the option mm-hmm. to vote with our, like you said, vote, vote with, with your, your money. Vote, yeah. yeah. And where you want to spend it. Yeah. And know that there are certain sort of, like, commitments to more than just profit. Mm. For sure. For sure. And so I respect Greg Renfrew is the name of the CEO. I respect her so much. And, um, you know, she's really passionate about getting safer products into the hands of everyone. Mm-hmm. So the company is based on three pillars, advocacy, education, and the solution, which is like the products that we do offer. So we advocate all the time, sending letters to Congress, going and lobbying there. We, we go even like a ton of consultants actually go mm-hmm. and lobby. Usually it's in March. We call it March 4th mm-hmm. and go in and speak with the senators um, and tr- trying to get these per- personal care safety act passed through. We did get the salon safety act passed. So trying to change the laws so that we are being protected so that everyone can go to their local drugstore and get the products right now. We are one of the solutions. There are a couple other companies that you can find the, the problem that I've seen is that I used to get a lot of stuff at like a health food store or whatever, but if it's just a really small company or if it just says organic, that doesn't necessarily mean safer. So that's what our goal is to put safer products into the hands of everyone. That doesn't necessarily mean beauty counter, which is why we advocate and we educate and we say, yeah. you know, get the healthy living app from EWG. But, um, the, the, the products you could get at a health food store, they might be, um, it's that the testing is just not there. Mm-hmm. So if you're sourcing, you know, say like color for for you know like blush powder, or if you're sourcing something for for a moisturizer and you're digging in the earth, there might be heavy metals. There's lead, right? So it's so still we, all natural, but it's, it's still lead. all natural, but it's lead. Yeah, yeah, that's so. so- 
For anyone who doesn't know, what is the Healthy Living app? Because you told us about oh, it. Yeah, and yeah. we're so happy to learn. Yeah, it's I mean it's a great easy resource that you can download. But yeah, it comes EWG puts it out, which is short for Environmental Working Group. Hopefully some of you guys have heard of that. So you can just go and search for healthy living. It used to be skin deep and then like food scores or something. But so you can actually use this app to search labels and ingredients in your food products and your personal care products. So it's now one. So it's now one called healthy living. And you can also go on the website, but you can have the app on your phone and literally scan the product. Wow. And then it will show you a score. So all of Beauty Counter stuff is like a one or two. And so I try to keep the stuff that I use also, like stuff that Beauty Counter doesn't have or that I, you know, a one or two. Um, But what was I going to tell you about? Um, One or two. Did they rate the food the same way? Yeah, it's from one to ten. Okay. And... um, Oh, if if you're looking for an ingredient, a specific ingredient, you want to learn about the ingredient, you can just go to the the EWG website. Mm, okay. So sometimes some products like that's the other thing is that they you might not get a rating on a very small company, right. and, and that's a problem because there hasn't really been testing, so it's it's even less regulated. Mm. So I mean, I would say unless like, oh sorry, I was going to say it gives you the ability to go in if you just have the ingredient list. To search an ingredient as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I can imagine too for so many people it can be so overwhelming because, Mm -hmm. you know, we all are trying. Like, you know, like I think that's what's so hard, right? Even with food. Everyone wants to be healthy. They want to eat correctly. But they're being told things that aren't true. Like your beauty products are safe or this is the type of diet you should eat for heart healthy living or whatever it is, you know. And without doing further research, it's just not, it's not one size fits all. So I think, you know, for anyone listening, what do you recommend? Like what's a good place to start for someone who's like, I want to use clean beauty, but I have all these products that, you know, like it can, I'm sure it can be really overwhelming. It can be, yeah. And be like, I, the I last do? thing I want is to give people more stress in this world. <laughs> right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So what I say is baby steps, mm-hmm. you know, um, I also believe in, being good for the environment and we also you know we all have to worry about our pocketbooks too mm-hmm. so it's like when you run out of something mm-hmm. and you're ready to purchase again try to make a smarter choice when you're buying mm-hmm. you know what I mean my my friend says it's one of the laziest ways to be healthy because you just have to like make a choice when you buy it and then that's just what you're using <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean that's so true. and so I mean I, I do say for people that can Maybe toss your lipsticks mm. because that's one of the biggest offenders to have lead as a byproduct. And, and it like, goes to your liver, right? Yeah, and if we don't want lead on our walls, why the heck would we want to be putting it on our lips? Yeah. I mean, the crazy amount of lead that has been found in in women is it's intense. I don't remember the poundage or whatever, but it was some crazy statistic that I was like wanting to barf. Like, yeah. it, wow. it's a lot. So, you know, even for, you know, even for the few times somebody wears lipstick, you just, you are eating it. <laughs> You're yeah. eating it. Um, so, so for lipstick, I do tell people, I mean, you, it's probably old anyway, unless you're like a crazy buyer of it, just yeah. toss it and find, find one that, that you can look up and, and know is safe and that tests for, you know, heavy metals. And that's basically. an easy place to start too. Like, like you said, like lipstick is so, 
um, unless you're buying like $30 lipstick tubes, which some people are, you know, um, yeah. it's not typically like the most expensive item in your no. beauty. And you can get away with having one good lipstick for a while and start your collection. And then I I do say body lotion because it's the full body. Yeah. And then also sunscreen, which I didn't mention how sunscreen, the thing with non-chemical sunscreen that you want to think about is that it's also better for the environment because Mm -hmm. there's a thing called reef safe sunscreen. Mm -hmm. And now in Hawaii, you can't even buy a chemical sunscreen. Wow. It's outlawed in Hawaii. So... Why wouldn't it be outlawed in the whole country? Well, that's a bureaucratic mess, you know, but they've been able to do it in Hawaii because it's been proven to be killing the coral reefs. And for some people, they need that reason. Like I said, I needed to know that it was, could harm my baby using dangerous products. Some people would rather worry about the environment than their own bodies, which is very selfless of them. But it's like, if it's dangerous for the coral reefs, does that now prove to you that it's like dangerous, dangerous on your own? On you. Well, I think yeah. that's what blows my mind about sunscreen specifically too, is like people are using like sunscreen to protect themselves from cancer and then they're using something that's toxic and potentially very harmful to their bodies. Yeah. And so it just, it's so like, we're so encouraged, you know, to remember to use sunscreen, use sunscreen, right. every article I've ever read. I'm also a beauty junkie. So I would read like all the magazines and they're like, like this sunscreen is the, is the most important like part of your stuff. Yeah. But then I, I also started doing research and yeah, like I said earlier, I realized sunscreen is one of the most toxic things yeah. that we can use for ourselves. What is the ingredient or what part of it makes it it's- so toxic for us? It's um, oxybenzone and avobenzone. Mm. It's actually the reason why they tell you with chemical sunscreens to do it a half an hour before is because you're putting it on your skin and then it has a chemical reaction with your skin in mm. order to prevent the the burn. Mm. So it's actually changing and, you know, just think about what that's doing. That's just screwballs, right? Wow. Yeah. So the difference with non-nano mineral yeah. sunscreens, which is what we have, and there are some other great companies that have it, you know, depending on what texture yeah. you might like, right. but ours is really great for not being a clowny face, mm. um, is um, that it is a physical block. Mm. And that's why a lot of them will make you look like a clown white. Is it more of like the zinc yeah, the zinc yeah. is 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 what's in there that a lot of times make people look white. But it's a physical block, which you don't, you know, mm. that's on top of your skin. Right. Better a physical block than a chemical block. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. That's how it is. It's <laughs> that's so... good to know. It is hard to, like, keep track of it all. Like, I try to, I think that I'm aware of it especially after you know I was sharing with you earlier especially after going through the cancer stuff when I was like oh my diet was so good and I was so healthy and then I get this diagnosis and I'm like there's so many factors that I can't control but that's when I was like done deodorant Mm -hmm. is like you know a non-negotiable for me now. However, even over the last few years, I've tried so many natural deodorants. I finally have found one this year that works for me. Oh, which one is it? It's Schmitz. Oh, yeah. I'm allergic to Schmitz. And that's the thing. I was allergic to other ones where I was getting full breakouts from like too much baking soda or whatever it is. And it's like, I was getting so defeated at a certain point because I was like, I'm just going to smell all the time. Right. You know, I'm over it. Um, But... Trying to stick with it and find something that has worked. I was like, finally, like, okay, I found it. But, you know, it's hard to know that 
everything you're putting on or exposing yourself to is non-toxic, you know? Yeah, like just an awareness. I know. It's really hard because, um, you know, some stuff you can't check that easily on the Healthy Living app. And so then you're like, what do I do? Mm. But, I mean, slowly but surely I've replaced almost all the things in my home. And sometimes, you know, I just... You know, if I still have like Windex or something for the, right. you know, for the for the windows, it's it's a minimal. Yeah, you you do what you thing. can. You yeah. do what you can. Absolutely. You know, what um are some of your favorite beauty counter products that you love to use? I know you're working with them now, but as someone who started as someone using them, you know, what are some of your tried and true favorites? Um. Well, so what I was just gonna tell her about for the armpits is actually um the charcoal bar mm. you can use to detox. I mean, it's, it's meant as a facial cleanser, like to detox and like clear out pores. It's a big molecule to pull out. Mm. And so it's great. It's just like a very cleansing, but you can also do it for your armpits. Oh, really? Like sort of to clear out the toxins from having Amazing. used, um, antiperspirant ever yeah. or other deodorants that you were not as psyched about. And that can reduce the stinkiness too. Yeah. And then I just use mineral salt spray. Really? In my armpits. Yeah. So that's one of my favorite tricks. You can also use that um, charcoal bar to, um, like, even just wash your, your makeup brushes. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's a good idea. So it's, like, a nice triple threat situation. Yeah. Um, especially if you're getting breakouts. It's good for, for mm. breakouts. Um, so I've already told you guys I'm obsessed with the sunscreen, especially the stick for putting on my kids' faces. Mm-hmm. And it's made me be a lot more, um, uh, what's that word? Like, I'm always reapplying because it's so easy and I don't have to get it on my, on mm. my hands. Yeah. Um, and I love our baby balm. I use it for, it's like a healthy swap for Aquaphor, which I used to oh, use a okay. ton. Yeah. So trying to use, not uh, trying not to use petroleum-based products mm. is not sustainable. And so that for, like, the, the dry hands during the winter. Mm-hmm. I love that one. I'm obsessed with um, Ladies' Night... Um, is it ladies' night or girls' night out? Lip intense. It's like mm. a bright red lip. Oh, that's uh, fun. I love her fun lip. holiday. Mm-hmm. Pick. Yeah, we actually have fun. We actually do have fun things for holiday that are. Um, we have a lot of different little sets mm. that are oh, really that's cute. Nice. Like there's a set of like ten little mini glasses that you can get and then gift like you know two to each friend, oh, <laughs> so that it's like actually affordable. Yeah. You know, like just to and give a, a sweet gift. thing. Yeah, or like from if you have some mass gifting or even I, you know, I don't know some if you have like a lot of clients or something yeah. to give to. That's kind of cool fun. for all the gal pals. That's because so, yeah, uh, beauty counter does everything right from body, skincare, makeup. Yeah. Do the whole mm-hmm. spectrum. Yeah. So there's like face washes, moisturizers. I love our, um, I use, cause I can't really use, uh, I have classically oily skin, mm-hmm. which I've learned is actually really unusual. Um, so I use our matte, matte effect gel moisturizer. So mm-hmm. it's an oil free moisturizer, okay. which I was really happy. It's come out in the last year. We have like a whole acne line. Mm-hmm. We have a line for like intense moisturizing that's called counter match. Um, so, and then, like, we have, like, a sort of a teen line that's gentle and then a sort of tightening anti-aging one. Wow, you guys really have it all. Especially <laughs> for being such a young company. I know. You know, it's pretty extensive. Well, and there's a pop-up store opening in New York City. Oh, 
that's so I'm fun. So excited. So there's We've had be hop-ups a, before. So there's like brick and mortar. Da- dappling into like retail brick. Uh, I can't speak. Brick and mortar retail. Yes. Well, they, it's like po- technically pop-ups. We'll see if this one stays longer. But they did Nantucket and the Hamptons. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the last two summers they've done that. And it went over really well. So now there's a New York City one like in Soho which I'll be visiting in December. That's exciting. And it's kind of fun. So you can just go there. And so then people can still shop with their, you know, their favorite consultant or whatever. Um, yeah. Just mention the name. That's so kind of cool. awesome. I love how female-driven Beauty Counter For is sure. too. Like, it just me- means so much to me that, like, this company is, like, for women's safety and protection. Yes, men too, right? They, but yeah. really, I mean, the majority of people who are... I'm, you know, who are especially targeted by makeup specifically are, sure. are the majority are women. Um, and that this woman is like paying it forward and caring about the environment. Like I just, and hiring such badass boss babes. Like I just For love the sure. whole mission. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No. And you're reminding me that I, I wanted to tell you guys, like I sort of got <laughs> down different roads, but honestly it's been the most life-changing experience for me to be involved with Beauty Counter and to have this job. Mm. I mean, I, a year ago, I couldn't afford, like, my fancy bar nine coffee. No, but I couldn't, like, I mean, like, I had two children, I had a home, I had all these things, but I could, like, we were so intensely in in a bind, really. And from that year to this year, the growth I've had, like emotionally, mm-hmm. like, um, has been really intense. Mm. Basically, um, you know, when I was looking at that sunscreen and, and talking to my friend Dia, who I actually went to Yale with, mm-hmm. we went to college together, she had reached out to me and I think she had thought, you know, this could be something that Danielle could be good at. And I, and I was really flattered by her telling me that. I was like, wait, really? Me? Mm-hmm. You know? Because I haven't had a full a, a job outside of acting in my whole career, mm-hmm. really. I've just been an actor the whole the whole time. But that means that sometimes I have huge, huge right. It's windfalls. always feast or famine. It's feast or famine, yeah. and it's crazy when you have kids mm. and yeah. money and the lack thereof had become a main character in my story. And mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I made a decision that is not going to be that's not going to be the story of my life. Yeah. And so she kind of presented it to me. She said, for your birthday, and it was my 40th birthday. I'm mm-hmm. going to say it on a podcast. <laughs> um, it was my 40th birthday. And she said, I mean, and I was, she was reaching out to me and I was writing back to her and saying, yeah, I'm stressed or, you know, kind of starting to tell her what was going on. We had been friends in college, but we had reconnected and, you know, just some no, people that you can have the deep talk with. And yeah. so I me immediately were like getting down to it. She was trying to freeze her eggs. She was in a place too, which beauty counter paid for that for her as wow. her second job. Wow. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, but so she said, I want to do this for you. You need a self-care day that's just about you. You're going to come over to my house. We're going to go for a beautiful hike. We're going to do like a little bit of yoga. We're going to do a little bit of journaling. We're going to do some meditation. And we're going to go out for brunch. We're just going to do like a day for you. And I was like, really? For me? And she was like, yes, this is your birthday present. I was like, awesome. So I got my husband to watch the kids. And I went to her house. And we just had this day together where Mm -hmm. she... 
honored me with friendship and just, you know, she's this wonderful person who she'd been an attorney, but then she went to be like a yoga life coach um, in Colorado and was putting mindfulness and yoga practices into corporations. Oh, wow. And then she realized that that type of having her own business was just not really for her. And she started with Beauty Counter and then got this job doing like the mindfulness program at a law firm. So it's kind of like full circle. You know what I mean? But through that, she has this life coaching knowledge. And through the freeze and the eggs, she kind of went on the journey to figure out like you know, making her body totally healthy to be freezing these eggs, but also, um, realize like, oh, I need like almost like a whole nother paycheck to be paying for, for freezing these eggs. So all combined, she started that business. Right. But so for her to be my mentor, I've had this close friend who's, who's a life coach who also has all this, you know, spiritual knowledge too. So anyway, that day was incredible. She totally honored me. And after we'd like been chilling and journaling and she'd been saying like, I think this could be really good for you. Like you could like, this could solve your problems. Mm. And so she said, I want to gift you. I want to make you be a consultant because it's like 98 bucks to be a consultant, Mm -hmm. which couldn't afford it. I don't know. Actually at the time it was 89. (laughs) It was $89. And she got it for me. Wow. As a present. And, and then you've been able to grow it. And then I totally, I took it and ran with it, but I didn't know that I was going to do that. She didn't know. Yeah. Like I just kind of like, I had a very successful first party and it kind of lit a fire under me. I was like, Oh, wait a second. I really can do this. Am Mm -hmm. I doing this? Oh boy, I better do as well. You know? And for a while it was kind of fear, but it was also necessity because I had a thing like I couldn't force people to hire me for acting jobs. Right. Like, you sometimes can in certain types of like, like <laughs> looping jaws, maybe, yeah. but not really, you know, no, somebody else is in control. And if yeah. you're in that place, of, I need a job, I need a job. You're not going to book it. You're going to yeah. seem like a whack job. Yeah. And I'm sure that I went into auditions like that before because so anxious about money that just doesn't, it doesn't work. Right. Yeah. We've been talking a lot about this too. I think it's like changing, like when you follow your truth and your path as you could like you didn't even know what you were following but you were like you just said yes you went with it you 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 know I think it's also I've been I I was just reading something the other day that you know you are the people you surround yourself with so like your happiness is actually really dependent on the people you spend a lot of your time with so if you're clearly you had this great friend who is building you up and like you know, that's really an important part of wellness and self-care too, is like your community. Mm -hmm. Because if you're constantly surrounded by negativity and, you know, pity parties, you're going to feel lower. And so it's just amazing, like this journey that you took yourself on without even being aware of it. And then the spark inside of you to grow it and to turn it into something amazing that also helps. That you also believe in too, right? I think that's the thing. And we talk about that even with courageous wellness is that it's important for us to have as much sort of integrity, even when, because we're starting to deal with brands and the way we're even discussing beauty counter, Mm -hmm. but to not um, align with something, you know, we can always learn about things, but to not necessarily align ourselves with anything that doesn't fit the integrity of what we stand for, for sure. so that we can feel good about it. 
Because that's, that's yeah. like more the most important thing. That is thing. the most For important sure. thing. Absolutely. And I think, too, just talking about, like, the money and all of that, it's, like, I think I've learned so much recently. It's, like, if you come from a fear-based place, you attract that's the environment that you're creating right. and it's really hard and everyone has their own spiritual practice or the way that they deal with this, but to really teach yourself and work with yourself to come from a place of abundance as opposed sure. to like a yeah. place of fear right. because just because something isn't at the moment doesn't mean it always will be this way. And so it really is, I think part of spiritual wellness. However, that might be journaling, that might be hiking, that might be, chanting that might be church whatever it is for any person but learning I think we are responsible for the way we perceive the world and so it's the hardest thing to do this isn't like easy by any means and it's a constant struggle but I think being aware and working towards it is part of that process you know to change the conversation and the narrative in our brains. It's so hard because I have known that for so mm. long, sort mm. of. Mm. I've known that intellectually and even, like, believed it, I guess, in my heart that that mm. was true. But I didn't believe it could be for me. Right. Mm. And That's so, the final connection. Yeah, yeah. I finally was, like, because I've just been really believing. Yeah. And I'm just, like, I'm doing this. I will be successful. Yeah. I am, like, changing other people's lives the way Dia changed my life. She completely changed my life. Now I'm doing more creative and putting myself out there more. Yeah. Like, as, like, just, like, as a person, as a character. Like, I've always been somebody who loves to share Mm. and loves to chat and talk and do whatever. I wouldn't be here right now Mm. if it wasn't for that. Right. Because my end love is to still be doing like my creative pursuits, but I had been, I had been locked in by this, you know, and, and I had also kind of in a very me, mother, woman self, I I had disempowered myself because I was a little bit waiting for my husband to kick in Mm. because I had had, I had birthed the children and I was working as an actor and I was still like making like let's say like an okay salary for like, basically we didn't have to pay for childcare ever. So Mm. I was like, I am doing really well, but my husband was not. Mm. And he went through a really rough time where he couldn't get, you know, he, it's crazy in LA. Like he's a producer and Mm. there was a year and a half and it was, boy, that was hard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I have two small children and I was freaking my freak. Yeah. And that was during this time. That was like while I was doing this and I was just like, I have to depend on myself. Wait, I have to do this? Oh, I have to do this. This is the best thing possible. I needed like somehow my path, I had to like have to do it. Right. I had to, otherwise I wasn't doing it. I was just like in a waiting zone. I was like, yeah, no, my husband's going to be successful. Yeah. He's going to, he's going to do it. Then we're going to be, and then we'll be able to buy a house. And then, Mm. and then, you know, like he's going to do it. I just know he is, you know, he's my Yale boyfriend. He was the quarterback. He's going to be successful. Oh no, this is just a phase. This is just, (laughs) you know, and he now does have, um, a job, but it ends in February. Yeah. As is you know, as, as, you say, yeah. as is our industry. And I'm like, hey, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> but how cool is that, too? It's like you get to the point where you're like, I need to do this because I don't have a choice. But then you learn that you can do it. Mm-hmm. For sure. I've totally pr- done proof of concept on myself. Right. Yeah. Totally. Where it's so much easier to be a champion for the people we love Absolutely. or the people in our lives. But, like, we don't always have the same sort of conviction for ourselves. 
Well, you know what had happened was through my acting career, I got the, even though people are like, oh, how do you do it? How do you stay so strong? And I have stayed strong in certain ways, but I did, I had begun some certain stories about myself. Mm -hmm. Like, well, you don't really do it though, Danielle. You're not really so successful. Like Mm -hmm. you stopped being like a high level of success, like basically by getting into a good college. And then basically from then it's been downhill. Mm -hmm. Like all these stories that I was telling myself and like, yeah, well, you're... And I was also attached to a victim mindset. Yeah. Like, I was like, well, this is kind of like, this is happening to me and I can't control. Like, and I do look multi-ethnic, but I'm not Latina. I wish I was Latina, but I do speak fluent Spanish. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. it's... All these things were clouding the issue. Right. Yeah. Right. It's so... I was, I just started reading, like, just started reading that book, um, Girl, Wash Your Face. Oh my God, I need to read it too. By Rachel Hollis. And it's all about what you're talking about. It's mm-hmm. basically like every chapter is a lie she told herself. Wow. That oh, I just got goosebumps. <sighs> I need to so, read it. Oh, I need to, let's read it together. Okay. And then we should, I was actually like, in the Audible and like, I was like, LA, listen to it in the I car. need it. Is it okay for my kids to listen to it? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's I really, I, again, I'm like 30 pages in, so, oh, okay. but the whole point is like we have to reprogram our brains from the lies we've told ourselves because we don't even hear that voice you don't anymore you think it's true because it's just become so ingrained in the stories we tell ourselves um so her whole book and I am um, I don't even think she graduated high school I don't call it I don't think she graduated yeah, high school I think not like really? and now she has this like oh she's a multi multi-million dollar business yeah, so speaks all over the yes. country yeah I am pretty sure like again don't quote me on that but I'm pretty sure I heard she didn't graduate from high oh. school and so I started so but I, this book had been very highly recommended and um it's really it's really cool to read about because I think every person can relate to like you're saying those stories those lies that aren't true that we just have to like we have to retrain our brains almost it's actual real neurons that we're doing new paths and I try to envision it like we in my with my therapist we named mine Sauron did you guys read (laughs) Lord of the Rings no that's what what a fuckhead yeah that's what a fuckhead my inner asshole is oh and that's what my friend calls it the inner inner asshole I love it and if you and if you think of that the other thing that helped me to think about is so I have this Sauron that's just a hypercritical hypercritical mind that wants to just like jump down my throat and once like a bad thing happens or I'm not perfect or something yeah, then it tries to do absolutely. all this what I realized was that I can have both going on and that 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 it helps to know that like wait but I'm here too yeah like just this me this this innocent me who, yeah hey and I can be there at the same time like that one can sort of be going but it but this one will slowly get stronger and stronger. And now I do recognize it when I start down that. And then I'm like, okay. But I mean, I've been practicing that for like 10 years. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. It is truly like self-care, especially from like the mind, you know, is a, it's a, it is a daily. And I think it's, it's a, a forever, it's a, it's forever, a forever thing. thing. It's an everyday thing. Because yeah. it'll always evolve, be it, you know, my relationship with myself was so different when I was 20 as it is when I'm 30, as I'm sure we've been 40, 50, 60, 70, 80. It's just, it's this constant growth. So it's something, I don't think anyone, even I'm sure Rachel Hollis, who wrote this book, like no one is ever going to be perfect at it, but I think you're good when you keep actively working on it. And again, well, I think that's also the delusion that some people like think that one day I'm going to master this. Mm -hmm. And I think the mastery comes in, the knowing that I have to deal with it every day 
right? Like you become better by knowing that it's a journey and the journey may not end till we Mm -hmm. die, but like the strength and the, in the ability to deal with it is what changes. It's Mm -hmm. not that it will erase it. It's that you know how to handle it and you're willing to handle it every day Mm -hmm. on some level. So now, you know, I, I'm just curious too, what is for you like one of the most important parts of your self care practice? Like, if you had to narrow it down to one thing, what is most important um, to you? Well, so it changes, just like we were just talking about. But for right now, mm-hmm. I've been keeping myself in a really good zone by passing off my fear. I do sort of a meditation, and I envision my self and my ego kind of in this white light, mm. kind of like being okay, and they're there. And then I'm like scraping and scrubbing all the fear that I have like from within my body and mm-hmm. I pass it off to Archangel Michael. Wow. And I'm not even kidding you and it has been phenomenally life-changing. Yeah. I, I don't know why it's making me giggle because it's no, made me amazing. so happy. Yeah. And then I remember it and I'm just very, um, you know, I'm just, I feel like I've always been really connected in that way and Dia helped me with that and like just realizing, oh yeah, this is all just like a lot, a lot of fears. Yeah. yeah. Fear about this, fear about that and like, just passing it off and saying, please, will you will you hold on to these? And I've really, I don't know, something about it. I'm able to, she was like, well, you might only get it for like one second. And like once I passed it off, I was like, oh, this is great. I love not having these. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Just beautiful. like ridding yourself of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I would love for you to try it and yeah. tell me how. And so then Dia has, like, she'll text me. She's like, how's the light going? Like she's like texting me to check in with me. So that's been incredible. And because I go in and out, like I know, like I want to go back to um, like at least a few times a week of my beautiful exercise that I love. And mm-hmm. I've just been so excited and intensely motivated with my business that mm-hmm. I have these short pockets of time when my kids are in school mm-hmm. and I haven't figured it out. Because I also have diastasis recti from having the two kids, mm-hmm. which is the stomach oh, muscle the stomach set, Yeah. So then I have, and I, and I, and I sprained my hand changing sheets. I have all these like mom lady problems that are ridiculous. (laughs) Well, you're a mama. You have the cutest. Oh my God. She's showing us pictures of her two beautiful little girls. They're (laughs) beautiful and they look just like you. Yeah. They're little mini. (laughs) Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah, So that I hope will be more of a self-care thing. And Mm -hmm. then having really close female friendships, like, and, and making sure to do like, time away Mm. like it's it's really and I have a lot of friends we're all saying the same thing that it's very hard for the men in our lives to understand how all-encompassing it is to be a mom Mm. um so you really need that time away to do something on your own yeah because like I'm always multitasking I mean I guess I have you know these chunks of time now but it seems like it's almost nothing Mm. and then the rest of the day I'm trying to do like a million things yeah Mm. and it's it's um it's exhausting for the mind I mean all this stuff about multitasking it's not ideal Mm -mm. right no Um, and we're sort of I don't know where we put that pressure on ourselves or you know the idea of um the busy you are, the better it the is. Better. Yeah. Or, or that you have to do everything perfect, perfectly, whatever that even means. I it know. just doesn't exist. But it's like, you know, especially women now, it's like women are the CEOs and the moms and the partners and, you know, whatever, the breadwinners. And like, 
we can do all those things, but it's like, we, sh- you know, it's also okay to not have to do everything all at mm-hmm. once. Well, that's what Greg Grenfrew said. That's what I was going to say. She really? said, yeah, you can have it all, just not all at once. Yeah. And like, she's a mom. Yeah. And I mean, she is badass. You've got to like, watch. it's like watching a TED talk when you, mm-hmm. when you watch her speak. She's involved with the Nantucket project, which is a cool mm-hmm. thing you guys might like. But yeah, you. But you know, not all at once. She has a husband who is a. I think he has a business too. But you know, he's a very active partner, and their kids are young. You know, mm. under ten, I think. Yeah. Um, she's a local Santa Monica. Awesome. Maybe we'll have her come on the podcast. Yeah. We'll yeah. Well, there are some awesome ones like um, people to follow. Beautycounter.hill.nerd. Okay. That is um, Lindsay Dahl is our head of social impact. Mm. And when I tell you this woman is phenomenal, like she's really incredible. The work that she is doing and the type of decisions she has to make within the company. I mean, the, 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 the detail to which, you know, it's like they, they try to use glass as much as they can for Mm -hmm. our packaging or cardboard for the other stuff. But sometimes that means the stuff is heavier, so then they have to weigh that against the carbon footprint. Right. Or like using, um, glycerin, um, you know, is not the certain type of glycerin is not safe. It's it's on our never list. But if you use palm derived, then it then it's then it's better better for our body. But that's not a sustainable resource. So now mm. we've created this new certification with an R in it, like RSD or something. <laughs> that's another disease. <laughs> R or something or other, where that's sustainably sourced palm oil that we can use. So. Yeah. Wow. It's um, but she but she gives out a lot of really great information. Okay. Um, for people who are interested in, um, learning, and of course they can follow me at Miss Danny Hart. Yeah, we were gonna say where 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 can we find you on the internet? Both you and and your beauty counter. Yeah. Or... Oh yeah. So I'm Miss Danny Hart on Instagram. Okay. So you can follow me there, and I'm on Facebook. I think it's D H Whitaker. Okay. And um, my website with Beauty Counter is beautycounter.com forward slash Danielle Whitaker. Okay. And it's W-H-I-T-T-A-K-E-R. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Your story is so inspiring and encouraging and it's been so fascinating to learn about. Oh, good. Yeah. And fun. Yeah. Man, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week. Subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica. And we're Courageous Wellness.